if you put a seed in the middle of a parking lot, probably not going to grow, right? But if you put the seed under the dirt, water it and fertilize and everything, that thing's going to take off. I hope that everyone that listens to this realizes that your environment is so important because it will determine how big you grow. Welcome to the Seeds of Growth podcast. My name is Pumihana Palmer. I'm a mindset and growth coach to new real estate agents, small business owners, and high-achieving female entrepreneurs. I believe that true success happens from the inside out, and I'm on a mission to plant seeds of growth and transformation, one powerful conversation at a time. Each week, I'll bring you a solo episode, interview, or coaching experience with business owners just like you to help you shift your perspective, elevate your beliefs, and build a business that inspires you. Now let's dive into today's episode. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Seeds of Growth, where we have powerful conversations that plant seeds of growth and transformation in the minds of entrepreneurs and real estate agents just like you. I am your host, Pumehana Palmer, and today I am so excited to be chatting with my good friend, Tahiti Reed. Tahiti and I have known each other for about four years now, and I am beyond psyched to dive into this truly special conversation with you all. Tahiti is a gifted channeler, medium, and abundance mindset coach. Now, I know a lot of you don't necessarily know what that means, but please keep an open mind and lean in because we really dive into that in this conversation. Tahiti is just so passionate about empowering women to tap into her inner power and manifest the life of their dreams. With a deep understanding of the law of attraction, Tahiti and her star guides help her clients align their energy to create a life of abundance. And her spiritual gifts and intuitive abilities allow her to connect with higher realms and channel messages of love and guidance and support for her and her clients' journey. It's with warmth and compassion that Tahiti empowers individuals to release limiting beliefs, embrace their true potential, and really step into their higher purpose. Tahiti is also a co-author for the books Finding Your Superpower and Speaking Abundance Method. Both are available on Amazon.com. I'll link the I'll put the link in the show notes. And Speaking Abundance is also available on Audible. With that, my loves, I am so jazzed for this chat. So please lean in and enjoy. Tahiti. Oh my goodness, my love. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I love our talks. I mean, the last time I was like, oh my gosh, we should just hit record on on our conversation. So here we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. And you told me that um, that's how you are with your sister, right? You guys have just really deep, rich, powerful conversations. And you're like, you guys are always like, we should just record this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. In fact, I told her, I was like, I was just having lunch with Pumehana. And I told her the same thing. Like, we should record our conversation because what we're talking about is good stuff, you know, to empower women. And not, I mean, not just women, but everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's always just a clue for the people in the relationships that you have in your life that, you know, if you know that your conversations are powerful when you know that it it not only benefits you, but it also could benefit other people. So I just want you to know that I really do value you and I value our friendship. Oh, thank you. Same here. Same here. I mutually feel the same. So before we kind of dive into it, I do just want to give the audience like a little bit a little bit of a background, you know, they already heard your bio and they know that you and I have known each other for years, but, and I do remember telling you this, but I just want to share probably my most vivid memory that I have of you and your partner, Nani. And this was back in 2017. I think this was the first year that I met you guys. I was working at the brokerage that we were at together and it was our Christmas party. It was our holiday party. I actually think this was like a day or two after our mutual spiritual friend had given his presentation at the brokerage. So I already had that insight that you guys were 
more on the spiritual side and you guys had, you know, that spark. So it was at the holiday party. And I think I was telling you guys, like, this was the first year that I was with the brokerage. So I was like, I'm actually like, I'm really I'm nervous. I don't know these people, you know, I've just felt this like weird surge of energy. And I remember Nunny was saying like, oh yeah, no, we protect ourselves. Like before we go into, especially these kinds of places, she's like, Tahiti, she has her golden bubble or her golden egg. And Nunny said like, I'll, I'll just like come up into you and just be like, can I, you know, come into, let me into your egg, your, your energetic, like protection bubble or protect protecting your energy and not from a place of like everybody else is bad but like keeping the good in and being grounded and i was just i remember when you said that one it was so clear this golden energetic like bubble this egg dome shape in my mind it was so clear to me it was just like yeah of course it was, it was a duh and that's what I knew. I was just like, oh, my people, like, these are good people. You're good people, like, and and my people. So you guys will always, always hold a very special place in my heart. Um, that story holds a very special place in, in my heart, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was some good times. Um, yeah, I mean, we do that every day, basically. We're like, hey, let's put ourselves in our... You know, I call it my abundance egg now. And it's just, you know, you just set your vibration, right? You just set the tone. And like you said, it's not to exclude anybody out or whatever. You're just protecting your energy so that you're not drained. You know, because when you do go into rooms like with hundreds of people, you can get drained, right, from other people's energy. And they don't even know maybe they're doing it. You know what I mean? So just protecting your energy so that you can serve fully. Right. You can come from a place from overflowing if you're aware of the energy that you're holding. So, yeah, we when whenever we leave the house, like before we open the door, she's like, OK, let's do our protections. And then we're good to go. You know, we know we're, wherever we're guided to, that's where we'll end up. Love that. I love that. And thank you for sharing that. Just by even telling me about that. Thank you for sharing that kind of tool with me. Because that's something that that I've told other people about. I've told other people about, and that's something that I know for myself. For whatever reason, I mean, I've always considered myself an empath. Well, actually, I've always considered myself like energetically sensitive. And I didn't know what it was, but it was very easy for me to match vibrations of people and allow people to just drain me of my energy. And at the same time, like I could expend a lot of energy and I'm also a very, very social person. So I started to become really aware of like, after I leave a lunch, a coffee date, or just some sort of interaction with someone, like if I just feel like, I'm like, that's noted. Like if this person makes me feel this way, one, now I'm at like a mindful and I don't want to say like energetically mature place to be able to reflect and be like, hmm, I wonder why that is. But also to be like, this person brings out something in me, either, I don't want to say positive or negative, but just, you know, productive or not productive, if you will. And I think that it's so important that you do, I think what, and we'll go into this a little bit more, but what you do is so, so important because you bring about that awareness, that energy awareness for women, for people to start to notice these things and then hone it. So with that, tell us what it is to be a channel and your story behind it. Okay, so my story, let me just say my story behind it first, because then you'll understand a little more. So, you know, as a kid growing up, born and raised here in Hawaii, I always could see like spirits and stuff. And my mom especially would say, no, stop, you know, stop being 
that way, right? Like, no, you don't stop telling people you see goals and stuff like that. And then when I left, finally graduated high school, and I've had like hundreds and hundreds of experiences with, you know, the spirit realm and things like that as a kid and growing up. But it wasn't until after I moved out of the house and became my own person, you know what I mean? Like you, you find yourself when you're away from your parents, pretty much, is when I really had just a like a tsunami wave of experiences and because I was just like you know what this is me and I'm just gonna go with it you know there's nobody there saying hey stop doing this you know and so I became a flight attendant like shortly after high school a couple years after high school and I had a me this was one of my turning points we're going from Seattle to Osaka and I would always do the Japan runs and um so, you know, we fed everybody. It's like middle of the night, everyone's sleeping and I'm in the back alley and I hear someone say, hello, can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? Hello. And I don't even look back because I'm like wiping the counters and stuff. And I go, yeah, I can hear you. And I turn around and no one was there. And now this is literally straight legit out of the movie Ghost. Okay. With movie Goldberg, right? <laughs> so, so I turn around and I go, yeah, I can hear you. And I look at him like, what the heck? And then like, I go back like in the aisle, like all the lights are off, people are like sleeping. So no one's like walking back or anything. And then I'm like, oh no, they found me. You know, I'm like, I'm in the air. How did you find me? You know? And so this guy, he was like, and I couldn't see him. I could just hear him. And he was like, oh my gosh, my wife is on this flight. Can you talk to her for me? And I'm like, oh my God, please leave me alone. Please honestly just go. Like, he's like, I've been looking for someone to tell her something. And so I'm like, okay, he's not leaving me alone. Let me just, whatever, you know? So I'm like, where's your wife? And he's like, she's a flight attendant on this flight. I'm like, dear God, I have to work with her. Okay. So, you know, I'm like, all right, all right. So He's like, there she is. And this lady looks like she's in her 20s, okay? And she's a widow. And I go, you know what? Let me just do my own checks before I actually tell her you're here. Just let me like get to know her a little bit, right? So I'm like, hey, where are you from? This and that. Oh, so are you married? And she tells me, oh, no, I'm a widow. And so now I know, like, that's my own confirmation. And now I know, I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, here we go, <laughs> you know? So, so he's like tell her this, tell her that. So I told her, I go, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I, this is my gift. And I, you know, so I started telling her about her husband and he's like, tell her I clip my nails every day. And this is how I died. And, and my head like felt like it was going to explode. Like he was impressing upon me all of his feelings. And she's like, oh, he died of a brain tumor, you know? And then he's like, tell remember I had back surgery, he had back, like all these like personal, like things, just everything. And then he's like, okay, she believes you. And I'm like, okay, well, finally, what do you want to tell her? And he said, when I was alive, I made her promise that she would never marry again, that she's married to me till, you know, to her death too. And I was like, oh my gosh, so I told her that. And she said, yes, I remember that promise and I'm keeping it. I know that, you know, and then, and I asked them, I said, well, now what, you know, that you're, you're gone and she's still like 20 something years old. And he said, tell her this, but now I've seen the light. And I want her heart to love again, <laughs> you know, and, oh my and God. she was just like, yeah. And so, and she just starts like crying and she's like, you're just overwhelmed. And so she walks away and I thought, holy moly, what just happened? And then he was like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And then that was it. I didn't hear him. And then like, you know, that flight's long. Okay. It's like nine, 10 hours long from Seattle to Osaka. Right. You know, throughout the flight, I'm like, hello, you know, are you here? And like, not nothing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nothing. So I'm like, oh, okay, he's gone. But I just felt like that was a pivotal point for me. And I was in my 20s as well of, you know what? This, that one conversation and experience I had with this other woman changed the trajectory of her life probably because she was going to keep that promise to never love again. And he like, he was searching, searching for someone that could relay that message to the wife. And so after that, I felt like maybe this is a gift and not a burden. Right. This could help people. This is not evil. Yes. Yeah. It's it's so exactly. So after that, I, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to just walk up to random people if, you know, that 
accept that situation. But yeah, so then, you know, more things started happening. Then I started helping people in that way. And then, you know, I had my children, got married. And and after that, I started channeling. And so what channeling is, is basically you're just moving aside and allowing like a spirit guide to speak out of you a higher, you know, a higher consciousness to come through. And I say, you know, people would say like, oh, I'm channeling my inner, you know, Serena Williams or whatever, you know, my, my inner whoever, you know, and it's, it's such a powerful tool. And, you know, I'm not sure if everyone can be a channel because not everyone's willing to get out of the way. And so I, I get out of, I just get out of the way and allow spirit to speak through me. And it's, I don't know, I just, I've always kind of um, debated, like, is this a burden or a gift? <laughs> you know, even like <laughs> recently, is this a burden or a gift? I'm like, I keep saying it's a gift. It's a gift. Okay, it's a gift. Right. It is a gift. It absolutely is a gift. And I, I actually kind of want to backtrack. So earlier I said, like, it's not evil. And the reason as to why I use that term was, I don't know what your mother, like how your mother framed it when when you were younger, but I know that my family also had gifts. And I know especially my mom, I don't know if my dad had similar gifts, but my mom at one point was able to see spirits and had that connection. But she shut it down. She shut it down. And over and over and over again, even as I was growing up, she would label it as such. So I just, I wanted to make that point. Um, But as you were talking, and I'm so glad that you even, like, even now there is that, there is that little bit of doubt, right? Of that little voice that's like, you know, is it like, is it is it a burden or is it a gift? Thank you so much for being real and authentic about that. What were some of the challenges of of having this gift and moving through and to I guess reframe and remind yourself or what were some of the challenges that you had to kind of move through in order to truly start to accept that this this is your gift? I think the biggest challenge is being persecuted for it because, you know, and many people who are seers in this life, they weren't just seers in this life. There are seers in past lives, past lives, and they're persecuted for it for before. So I've been like burned, hung, like all, you know, murdered, all these things in past lives. And so now we come to 2023. No one's going to do that now. But yet it's somewhere in you that there's a fear like, hold up. If I share my gift, I might be persecuted for it, you know, and I find this true for so many other people that have this gift, you know, that it wasn't, it's not just this life, it's been past life. So just overcoming all of that and being fearless of, you know what, okay, I'm in this life, I'm just going to share it now. And even to the point where, you know, you have your profession, right, we sell real estate together. And we walk into so many houses and newsflash there's some people that are still living in the house yet it's listed vacant you know (laughs) (laughs) I love how you worded that I love that (laughs) yeah you know I'm like oh no people still live here there's an auntie in the corner or whatever you know and so how do you navigate that do you keep it separate and this was a huge challenge for me for years of okay I'm just a realtor I'm not gonna say anything because that's in the gray area you know what I mean and so keep realtor, realtor, and keep channeling Tahiti separate. But eventually, how can you keep that separate? You have to mend it together, you know? And that's the biggest challenge is no matter what, I think what profession you're in, if you're in the service industry, helping one-on-one people, it's your intuition. It's your gift, right? So try not to separate it. No, absolutely. And I think that especially in this day and age, you know, the clients that are for you and even just, I think just in consumers as a whole, for the most part now, like they appreciate that kind of authenticity. They want to see more than just the realtor, right? The professional. 
And I think that's so powerful to be able to be courageous enough to introduce this part of you, this part of your heart and bring it and basically intersect it with, you know, the role that you play. Do you have any any stories that kind of stick out of which, yeah, you went into a home and you're like, um, so guys, <laughs> someone's here. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's the, so there's a bunch, um, <laughs> which one should I say? So we had a friend that the parents were actually wanting to rent out the house and they've had the darndest luck trying to rent it. They Like they couldn't. And then they reached out to us and they're like, hey, can you come over and just see like, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. So we go over there. There is a woman that I don't know if she um, had like passed away nearby or what, but she was actually in the house. And she was like, this is, oh, no, no, no. This is what it was. She was the previous owner. So she owned it like a while ago and she passed away. And so she was at the house and she was like, this is my house. Get out. This is my house. And so I thought, oh, no wonder they're having a hard time renting it because the lady's saying like, get out, get out, get out. And so, you know, I just was like, auntie, hold on. You know, like you're, this is this is not your house anymore. It's okay. And so we helped her like transition, but she went kind of unwillingly, but because she was confused, like, this is my place. After that, we did the whole blessing, everything for the house and clearing. I was like, okay, let me know how it goes. Within the week, it was rented. Crazy. And so they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, have you guys had any problems after that? They're like, nope, good to go. I'm like, perfect. You know, so sometimes it's just helping that person and you know that could have been you know someone's mother right someone's sister like stuck there so um that was one that we that we did but yeah there's there's just you know all kinds of stuff and you know for some people in Hawaii are freaked out if someone dies in the house right they're like oh my gosh someone died here no we can't we can't that's why we got to disclose <laughs> disclose 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 <laughs> yeah that's why you gotta disclose it right <laughs> yeah yeah totally right but but you think like, you know, not there's these people who pass away in homes probably pass away peacefully sometimes, right? Most of the time anyway, right? Hopefully. And, you know, if that's the case, like it's, it's not scary. You know what I mean? Like, I think the movies make it scarier than it really is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I love that because I haven't had to deal with that yet. Not going on. <laughs> what if I do? I know who to call. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, what, tell me, what are some of the benefits from learning from a higher consciousness? I feel that the biggest benefit is being able to advance and gain a deeper understanding because you put a group of people together. You can only learn from each other's experiences as much as they've experienced, right? So we can only advance as much as we've experienced as as a group here. But if you have advanced knowledge, if you can tap into a higher consciousness, now you're learning from a higher place and you have a broader perspective on your life, your purpose, how to raise the frequency in humanity you know, and come from a place of oneness, because channeling, they're always talking about the oneness, the oneness of, you know, the ego will separate, you know, but if you can come from a place of oneness, and, you know, yeah, it's easy to separate up, oh, it's them, not us, right? Them versus us, especially what's happening in the world now, you know, it's just crazy. Oh, my goodness, absolutely. To look at it from, you know, pull yourself back and look at our planet, we're all one species, right? We're all the human race. And to separate these people against those people, it's just, if they can bring themselves to a higher place, it, you know, we all benefit, then, you know, there there wouldn't be all of this um, them versus us nonsense to me, you know, maybe I might get backlash for that. But, you know, it, it's, I'm about oneness. It's not them versus us. When you come from them versus us, it's, it's too much. But the benefit of channeling and listening and learning from channelings is you are learning directly from 
that higher consciousness. So like Esther Hicks, right? She channels Abraham, right? Abraham talks about the you know higher consciousness, one that your life experiences and you know shifting your vibration, things like that. Same, my Star Wisdom Council, they they talk about similar things, but from a star perspective. I absolutely love that. So it sounds like basically it's it's zooming out. Yes. It's allowing for for another perspective that is from, you know, a higher perspective so that you can see more. Yes. What comes to mind, like the question that comes to mind though, is I'll give a little bit of context. The question is, how do you know who's talking? And I'll give a little bit of context because I also, quite obviously from my mom, I come from a a religious background, right? Where absolutely there is a clear separation of God and the devil and spiritual warfare and like the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. And the thing that I absolutely loved about Abraham is that he says, and in their in their book, Ask It and Is Given, it says that there is no, again, this is very controversial, there is no evil. There is no devil. There is just alignment and misalignment or unalignment, right? That you are outside of the flow. And there is, <laughs> and there, there is still that small narrative of doubt of like, okay, okay. So I get into a grounded place. I get, you know, I tap in, I connect with the core of the earth. I connect with divine consciousness. Now, how do I know what is the ego? How do I know what is me? How do I know what is not me? If you are in alignment with your highest truth, if you're in alignment with the highest frequency that you can hold, that's what's coming through is the highest frequency that you can hold. But if you're in fear, right, if you're in a fear vibration, then and you try to channel, it's you're going to get that frequency. So for me, I, I've developed a relationship with you know, I've channeled several different guides throughout my life. And first one was Vakatea, beautiful, beautiful, old, old, old Maori woman, eh? taught like wonderful ancient things. And now it's star. So it's just where are you aligning? And Esther channels Abraham for years. And so that's where she's al- her physical body's aligned with that station. You know, so if you're aligned to something that's greater than you vibrationally, frequency, just higher frequency, then I feel like you really don't have to worry about what if I'm channeling someone bad? Well, what are the messages that are coming out? Because all of the messages should always be about love, peace, you know, how to shift yourself into a higher frequency. And if that's what the messages are in, total, then you're channeling someone or a group or a capsule of that vibration, right? So it's, yeah, I, I, for me, I, I don't think there's like the, you know, the bad versus the good and all that kind of stuff. I believe that when you pull, again, when you pull yourself back and look at the whole picture, can you think of a time where you had hard times and this bad thing happened to you, so-called bad, but yet who you've become today, that dark thing has allowed you to become the woman, the person you are today, because you went through that, right? So so yin and yang, right? It, they work together. That's my belief. I believe that the dark works with the light. And just as if you pull yourself back from the planet, the planet is always half night, half day. Is the, Are the people that are currently in the nighttime, are they wrong? No, they're experiencing the nighttime. Are the people in the light in the daytime, are they good, bad, whatever? No, they're just experiencing the light, right? So come six, seven o'clock, we're going to be experiencing our nighttime. And that's just like in life, right? 
you go through your your light, your daytime seasons, and you go through your nighttime seasons. Neither is good, bad, wrong, right? Like we try not to label that, right? And just look at it for what it is and say, okay, I'm going through my nighttime. And how do you move through that nighttime? It's not evil. It's just the nighttime. It's that different frequency, the different energy. That makes sense? Oh my goodness. That makes so, yes, that makes so, so much sense. I love that. So if I could just kind of like break it down. So you're saying that, you know, pay attention to the theme pay attention to the messages specifically if if the messages are that of love and peace and oneness then these messages are of the light exactly and what else were you saying oh my goodness you just unpacked and kind of opened my mind to so many other things oh yes so you're talking about you know day versus night and basically coming from a place of neutrality. Yes. Like experiencing it from a place of neutrality, not judging, not labeling. It is what it is. And you get to choose the lessons. And the lessons are, are what helps you transform and evolve. Lastly, you touched upon something that I am... I don't know if I'm passionate about, but I believe to my core of this idea that we are cyclical beings for women, especially, you know, we are on a cycle, like a, anywhere from a 20, 28 days to 32 plus a day cycle and really just understanding where we are in that cycle and that this too shall pass, Right. We transition from day to night. We have, we in Hawaii, we don't have the four seasons. We have sunshine and we have rain. We got mango season. We got light season. <laughs> we got mango season. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But but especially as women, right? We have the, you know, the bleed plate, the phase and, and, you know, the kind of, I can't remember all of their, all of their names, but just understanding that, you know, really being aware of where we are within that certain period, within that certain phase, and then also just letting go. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I think one last piece that just came to mind was, again, pulling from, and I haven't read Ask It Is Given in such a long time, but I'm looking at like, wait, do I have it right here? I've got the law of attraction from Esther. <laughs> no, for sure. But I remember, uh, man, actually, I can't remember which one it was, but I do remember how I felt when I was reading that book. And I remember some of the metaphors that they used were just made so much sense. So something that they had said of, I, it was like a cork. If there's a a cork or something in the river. Like if you are like tied down and rooted down, like into the bottom of the river, then, you know, there's just the river is going to, it's going to blow past you. You're going to sink. You're going to bob up. It's going to be this crazy, just turbulent time. Right. But if you release and if you just let that cork like flow down that river, river, then it can be a very peaceful experience, if you will. And of course, there's going to be some twists and turns. There's going to be some bumps along the way. But if you can just release and let it flow, then your experience will be a whole lot different. Yes. Yeah. I love that. You know, you think of a water hose, right? If there's a kink in it, the water can't get through. So that's your flow of energy to you. And I always tell many like, hey, let's not set up so many roadblocks for energy to get to us. You know what I mean? Like, let's remove the roadblocks and just allow it to flow. Release the garden hose and let the water flow through so that it can reach us. Because so many of us say, well, in order for me to have this, well, this has to be first. I need to be in this. I need to weigh this much to be happy. You know, this needs to have, I need to make this much for this. But what if you took away all of these conditions before and just said, Hey, I'm ready just how I am, you know, to love myself who I am and ex and want to experience life that way. And yeah, I love the the river. You know, just this morning I was meditating before we got on and 
and I, I was actually walking in my meditation, walking along a river and I saw an older woman like sitting on a, a log and I could only see her feet. And she said, get into the flow because when you are in the flow of the river, this is where the experiences are happening for you, not to you, right? They're happening for you. And so in my meditation, I, I have like crazy meditation, just so you know, so it's like super vivid. So I get into the river and as I'm in the river, like these balls of light start coming towards me. And like this ball of light is like this awesome experience. And then that awesome experience, you know, and, and so the more you just like let go and surrender, we don't have to have everything figured out for us. People want to know, like, I will jump in the river if I know exactly how it's going to play out. This is called life, people. We don't know how exactly it's going to turn out. Look, I was married with two kids. I'm divorced and with another woman now for in same-sex relationship for 12 years. Like 20 years ago, did I ever think this was possible? Uh, no. You know, so we don't know how life is going to turn out for us. All we can be is completely present. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That hit, that hit. I absolutely love that. Just, I mean, because I do have some listeners that are very like, um, give me the things, give me, like, tell me the things. In your experience with a lot of, you know, the people who you've channeled or even some of the messages that you channeled, what are some of the the kinks that you've seen people like have? Like, what are some of the things that that people need to release in order to let the energy flow? The biggest thing through like the thousands of channelings that I've done is releasing the control of the outcome. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing, releasing the control of the outcome, because you can only see, and this is my guides coming from a higher perspective, as a person living on earth, you can only see like a horse with blinders, right? You can only see, this is my vision, right? I can only see this much. But if you release control of the outcome, you will open, you take off the blinders and you will see, you can see everything from a broader perspective and say, you know what? I was making my decisions just here, but I didn't know that all of this was possible because I was controlling everything, controlling. And you know what? It is exhausting. It is exhausting to try to control every little thing, how it's going to turn out. Just stop. You know, just stop and be like, you know what? If shit hits the fan, okay, maybe this is the nighttime that needs to happen. But a lot of people are preventing, preventing, preventing. And if you can stop the preventing frequency and just start creating, because when you are in a state of control, your control, your control of the outcome at some level is fear-based. Okay, at some level, it's fear-based, no matter what the outcome you want or don't want. But if you're letting go of the control, you're opening yourself up, you're opening your frequency, your vibration up to a broader perspective, a higher perspective, and a better outcome. Because the universe has a bigger plan for you than you even think is possible. And so if you are trusting in the universe, because one of the most wonderful things that have come through in the channelings were having a relationship with the universe itself. So, so many people are like, oh, I want to find the perfect partner. They have to have this and this and this and this, you know, but yet where is your relationship with the universe? If you can look at the universe as your life partner. The universe is just supporting you. The experiences that you have, just smelling a flower, walking down peacefully, having the support needed, the universe is constantly wanting to love you, wanting to support you. But yet we are looking for the love from a, another human instead of looking at life itself as your partner. Can you imagine if you are constantly having a relationship with the universe, your manifestation skills will be off the charts, right? Because you're 
Love, your relationship is with the universe itself. And so when you come from a place of pure love and acceptance of all beings, your relationship with the universe is just mirroring you, mirroring you, right? And so for me, I wake up and I say, I am in love. Of course, I love another person, right? You're capable of loving more than one person in life, but the relationship you have with the universe itself is very, very important. And, you know, some people may call it God, right? What is your relationship with God? People pray and they're constantly asking, God, give me this. They're bargaining. That's not the relationship I have with the universe. The relationship I have with the universe is ebb and flow. And I wake up and I say, please use me, use me for the highest good that I can serve humanity. Use me. May I change someone's life today by the words that I'm speaking. Use me. And like (laughs) crazy stuff happens to me all the time, you know, just beautiful. I love that so much. What came to mind is that your relationship with universe, it's reciprocal, right? It's a give and take. You're having your cup filled by a never ending source right? Whereas there's a lot of people who are looking to other people, other humans who they have their own capacity to give, right? Especially if they're not um, having their cup filled up or if they're constantly looking for something outside of themselves to give or to fill their cup and take. Basically, the universe is just pouring into you and you overflow into your cup is overflowing because you have this beautiful reciprocal boundless relationship. And I do think that that's where religion to an extent has it right of create having that relationship specific with God. But when it comes to when when it turns into a relationship that makes you feel disempowered makes you feel shameful and guilty because of the things that you do and sin and all of those kinds of things that's when i think that's where i removed myself from organized religion because i loved that Part. I love the part where, you know, in the Bible where they said that, please know, I'm not a practicing Christian, but I do know some things. <laughs> when Jesus died, then the veil was torn and that separation between humans and God was no more, right? Now you can go directly to God. But this idea that we are all born into sin and we are sinful creatures and we need to turn from our worldly ways like that. Well, even just as I'm talking about it, like I can feel it in my chest and I'm like, that's not love. That's not love. And that's all that we really need to strive for. And I think that when People create these kinks in their hosts that when they grasp on to controlling the outcome, it's because there has been so many traumas and experiences that they weren't seen, their needs were not met. And therefore it was they had to take it upon themselves to make sure that their needs were met and that that faith, that raw faith and hope that everything's going to be okay, everything's going to be more than okay, was just, it's non-existent until you push the boundaries, until you do the uncomfortable thing like, oh, I don't know, listen to your intuition, even though everything else is like, no, but, but you can't do that, or no, you shouldn't do that, and blah, blah, blah. But when you have that gut knowing of like, this is right, this is Pono, like, oh, what a feeling. Yes. Yeah. When we move beyond the the fear, right? That's a vibration for to me, I view it as fear is to keep you so that you can control, right? Your your behavior, right? And so when you move beyond the fear and move into a love frequency, then you look at the world differently. Right. You don't look at like, oh, you're a sinner. You know, that doesn't cross my mind anymore. Like I'm not even on that station. 
right? I can't hear that because I'm on a different station. I'm on a love abundance frequency station. And I think that it's important to to just pay attention, like you said, like, where are you, right? Where Where are you? And to know that, okay, if you are in your nighttime experiencing fear of control, know that you have the power to tune your frequency, tune your station to a different station. If you've ever noticed that, you know, say you have a shift in perspective, now you're like, oh my gosh, I never noticed that before. I never noticed that person before. And now they're noticing you. Wow. Why is that? It's because you're starting to tune your station onto their frequency. And so everything that you're tuning yourself to, you're starting to see that station. Because if I'm on an AM station and you're on an FM, we're not going to hear each other. Neither is wrong or good or bad. It just is. Right. So the, all the religion part of the sin. To me, it just is, right? Like, I don't even want to, there's a reason for fear, right? There's a reason for every frequency. And if we can get out of the judgy part of it, I think that's what we're really trying to say, right? Like, if we can get out of judging it for this is that, this is this, and come from a place of, okay, I'm listening to this station that feels good to me, that this feels right, because what feels right to me might not feel right to somebody else. And that's okay. You know, not everybody has to be on the Tahiti station. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's it's okay, you know, and the people that will hear that station, they're meant for you, right? Just they're meant for you. And some people aren't meant for you. And that's okay, because not everybody will walk your path, your life, not everybody, some people will come along with you for a little while, and then they're going to have to go on their own way. You know, they'll come with you for a little while and go on their own way. And and it's okay, but not everyone is going to walk with you your entire life. Oh, I love you just, oh, so much. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that's another thing is that we we've grown up with this idea that like, oh, friends for life. If we are not friends anymore, this relationship phased out, then then something went wrong. I did something wrong or they did something wrong. And just there is that acceptance again with phases, with seasons that it is okay for people to come into your life and then leave. And it wasn't anything didn't have to be a bad thing. Exactly. Last couple of questions that I have for you are, this is something that I've never done with any of my other guests before, but the questions that that I had asked you in the guest form were so powerful and so amazing that I have to share it with you. Okay. <laughs> no, absolutely. So the first question is, what are your favorite topics to speak on? Every single thing we talked about right now. <laughs> I love, love, love talking about your raising frequency. I love talking about oneness. I love talking about shifting perspectives, getting people to turn a new chapter in their life. I love talking about letting go because when you let go, you make room for you know, new experiences. I just, I love talking about just shifting into a higher vibration and how can you be better, basically? How can you be better? How can you live your highest life and hold the highest frequency your body can hold long enough? Long enough, not just a thought, but long enough. And so I love speaking about all that, all that kind of stuff. And you know, it it just right now, it just made me realize that I think the reason why I love real estate is because you're helping someone open up a new chapter in their life. Like you're literally handing them the keys to their new home and they're going to have like awesome new experiences there. And instead of keeping things separate, that's part of, you know, the whole picture, right? Of love helping people with new chapters in their life, talking about abundance and yeah, frequency, spirit guides, like all that, all that stuff. I love, love, love. We can talk for like 10 hours. <laughs> we probably could. We absolutely right? <laughs> could. 
But going back to that, you know, one of the things that I too love about real estate and especially, you know, being born and raised in Hawaii, I grew up hearing Hawaii so expensive. You'll never be able to buy in Hawaii. And I didn't save. I didn't do the things that, you know, you're, you're supposed to do in order to own a home. So when that opportunity was given to me, it was a whole mindset shift. It was a whole perspective of possibilities. And it sounds like that's what you're saying that, you know, like you said, you take the blinders off, you take off the glasses and you look like starry eyed to what is possible and all you you get to choose. You get to choose. Yes, you get to choose. You always have a choice. You will always have a choice. Yes, I love that. I love that. Lastly, the question was, uh, why would you be a good fit for the Seeds of Growth podcast? Okay, so um, I kind of look at what I wrote, but I think I wrote something like this. Of, I felt like I would be a good candidate for <laughs> to interview for your show because just the title alone, right? The title of Seeds of Growth. We are our own seed, right? And so if you look at a seed, it already has everything within it. If you look at a seed, whether it bears fruit or whatever, it already has all of that fruit, every single thing within it, in the seed. It has to be put in a right environment to thrive. And so if you look at yourself, what is it within me that has the potential to grow? Because we are in the process of growing our own seeds, basically, right? What environment are you watering yourself? Are you feeding yourself the right things? What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you learning? What are you paying attention to that is helping you grow? And so just coming from that perspective of wanting to help people and, you know, if you're a fruit tree, great, maybe you're bearing avocados, you know what I mean? And you're feeding other people guacamole, you know, like who knows, right? Like, so you never know how your potential until you put yourself in the right environment. And with the seeds of growth, the seed has to be in its right environment. Because if you put a seed in the middle of a parking lot, probably not going to grow, right? So what environment? But if you put the seed under the dirt, water it and, you know, fertilize and everything, that thing's going to take off. And so I hope that everyone that listens to this realizes that your environment is so important because it will determine how big you grow, basically, right? How much you can expand and if you're overflowing onto others. So yeah, I love I love your title. Seeds of Growth is wonderful. Oh my goodness. Um, that makes so much sense. And as you were saying that, I want to go back to that analogy or that metaphor of if you're an avocado, then you grow and you bloom and you flourish and you can make guacamole, right? What else do you need to make guacamole? You need tomatoes. Well, some people, if you put tomatoes in it, you need lime juice, you need lemons. And those are all other fruits. So you yourself, you grow and you bloom. And if you're a lime tree, if you're a lemon tree and you go out and you put yourself in the community, you go out and you find the people and you come together and you make a yummy dish. <laughs> and again, I just kind of want to tie this all in because, and I, I don't know if I sound like excited, but I'm really, really excited because my, like I'm making all these connections that just make so much sense. So earlier in, in, you know, the conversation you were saying, okay, if we're not on the same frequency, then we don't hear the same messages or you come into contact with some people and they're not for you. You know, if other people aren't hearing me, then, you know, they're not my people. They're not for me. Right. So let's say you come across a grape and you're like, grapes don't belong in guacamole and it's just okay that's okay that's okay because they make wonderful wine absolutely like none of us have the whole picture right none of us have the entire piece of the puzzle you are one piece of the puzzle of a whole 
right? You're one piece. And so I can only bring as much as I can bring. But you, Pumehana, you bring as much as you can bring. But combined with us and another, like, you know, lime or cilantro, whatever, you make something absolutely amazing. But each of us has just the piece of the puzzle. And if somebody says they have it all figured out, they're full of shit. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I, I don't have it all figured out. I got one piece of the puzzle yep. and here it is. And I can do my one piece super good, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Tahiti, like I could talk to you forever. I love this. Like, I don't know how you're, I am on fire and my, I'm just like, my cup is so full and I'm so yes. lit up. Um, I am so excited to see you grow and flourish and really just bloom and thrive because I know, I mean, you were telling me that, you know, the journey to get to this full, full embodiment and acceptance of your gift and showcasing it, not just like, hey guys, this is, I look at me, look at what I can do. It's like, look at what I can do. This is what I want to help you. I'm so excited to see you grow and just transform and bloom and blossom. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I feel the same about you. Like you're doing wonderful. I can't wait to see where this takes you. You know, it's a life is a journey and oh, I'm so excited to see what ha- what happens next for you too. Oh, thank you so much, my friend. So what's what's next for you? What are you looking forward to? What are you working on right now that's really lighting you up and exciting you? So what's lighting me up is creating online courses. We created a course called Speaking Abundance Method, and it has over 70 videos with a ton of channelings and all that good stuff, meditations, affirmations, and It's basically creating, just creating and sharing that. And the part that I just absolutely love is that anyone from anywhere at any time can access that. So you teach it one time and people on their own timing can acquire it. You know what I mean? And just let, this is the beauty of digital products. Now, the world that we live in, things aren't, I feel like things are moving from more like third dimension to fifth dimension, less tangible, right? Like, you know, your podcast, where does it exist? I can't hold it. You know, (laughs) my online course, where does it exist? I can't print it out, you know? So we're moving towards that. And I'm so excited about, you know, just teaching online and creating more courses and sharing that with people. Yeah, that's where my focus is. I still absolutely love real estate. But even with real estate, like I can only help one at a time, you know, but through digital products, digital online courses, you can help thousands of people in one day. I think the reach is just, there's so much potential. Yeah, it's exponential. Absolutely. I totally know what you mean. And I absolutely, and and that's the thing is that this is our legacy, right? And And I've had... I've had my own limiting beliefs and hangups about about even creating my podcast and about putting this stuff out. But then I think about like this stuff, it's intangible, but it's going to live forever. And even after I'm gone, like these are things that my kids are going to be able to tap into that. I mean, depending on where digital media and technology goes, like who knows, even my kids' kids and whatnot, right? So this, there's a legacy aspect that I think is just so powerful and and exponential. exponential. Absolutely. Where can people find you on the digital platforms? Where are you? So, okay. (laughs) I am on Instagram, Speaking Abundance Method. So that's the easiest way to to find me is speaking abundance method on Instagram. That's where I am. Yeah. Friends, we will make sure that we have those links in the show notes to um, Tahiti's products, to her books, which by the way, oh my goodness. Like, oh yeah, the book. <laughs> you wrote too. You co-authored books. Yeah, that's it. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a thing. You did that too. Yeah. 
We will make sure <laughs> that people can get a hold of that. And we need to do this again. We need to do this again. I'm down, friend, anytime. Awesome. <laughs> All right, my love. Well, thank you so much. Until next time. Aloha. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If this episode served you, please do me a small favor and head to your favorite podcast platform to rate and review the show. Your small act will play an exponential role in getting these powerful conversations out into the world. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at at Pumehana Palmer and DM me with your insight and takeaways. See you next time. Aloha.